Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Entrepreneurial Athlete. This is episode two and part two of our six-part series where we're just discussing the ties and similarities between high performance and entrepreneurship. Today's topic that we're going to be discussing is your circle and your environment and how that plays a part in your success. My name is Shegu McIndey. I'm a two-time Canadian Olympian, and I'm one of your co-hosts. Yeah, I'm Lenny Williams. I'm an accountant, uh, business advisor, and entrepreneur, former competitive athlete. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about your circle and how you know coaches, mentors, and trainers can have an influence on our success in athletics and or entrepreneurship. This topic is a really interesting topic. And again, this is from an article that Lenny actually wrote and brought to me and we decided that we would talk a bit more about it. And in that article, there were six topics. The first one we covered in episode one, which was perseverance. Today, we've been talking about, again, your circle and your environment, being comfortable, being uncomfortable was the third one. Hard work was the fourth one. Confidence was the fifth one. Taking risks was number six. You know, Lenny, I was trying to think of a quote for this topic. And as I was looking for a quote, I remember the, um, the old kind of saying, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I thought that was really relevant to this conversation today in terms of your circle and how that plays a part in your success. Yeah, I mean, it's so important. And the people you surround yourself with and spend time with will have an influence on you in uh, more ways than I think we know. But I think one thing that's really important is trying to figure out what it is that we're trying to achieve in in our life and um, athletics or entrepreneurship and uh, just, you know, trying to get the best team around us to give us the highest chance of success as possible. And it really can be a humbling experience (laughs) to seek help on the things that uh, you don't necessarily specialize in instead of trying to be everything to everybody. You, you need to, specialize on what your core competencies are, and then rely on other people to help you in areas where you may not have the in-depth knowledge that somebody else has spent years or decades working on. And I think sometimes we forget that there's a lot of pride in doing something yourself. And I think especially as athletes, or maybe even entrepreneurs, you know, being able to say that you did it yourself, right? It's almost like that other saying, which is like, there's nobody who's self-made. Self-made is not really self-made. There's a group of people behind that quote-unquote person who was self-made. No one did it 100% themselves, and that's okay to do that. There's this really good book called Good to Great, and it's by this author named Jim Collins. And I really like that book, and it really helped me to kind of see and understand a bit better kind of the importance of your circle. And he has this really good metaphor of like being on a bus. And so, you know, you're on the bus, and you're driving the bus towards the destination, and you want people on the bus to help you get to that destination. It's really important that the people who you have on the bus want to go to the same place and the same destination that you want to go. And if they don't, then it's really important to allow them to get off the bus, right? Or allow them to figure out that they don't want to go there and so that they can kind of get off and maybe get on another bus that's heading towards, in this case, I'm using, again, sticking with that metaphor of a bus to go to the destination that they want to go to. You know, when it comes to like training, again, it's the people who you're quote unquote, have on your bus, like your coaches and, you know, the people who are on your side in terms of nutrition or your IST team, you know, in terms of massage and Cairo, 
those people are really important in helping you get to the destination that you want to get to as an athlete, which might be the Olympics, but also for themselves as well in terms of they also maybe want to help, maybe want to go to, to that same destination and um, and that place as well. And I mean, when it comes to training, especially like during this time, right, it's, it's been so key to have a, a good team around you, one that can help you stay positive and one that can help you like just fight through a lot of the barriers. And I think navigate is actually a better word I'd use. Navigate mm. the different situations and barriers that you will um, come across and face. I find it really interesting because as much as there's one coach, you have a coach for you know weight training, you have a coach for you know nutrition, and those are other areas where your other coach might not be as strong. For example, I have a coach that's on, who's training me on the track, but when it comes to maybe weights or nutrition, those are areas where they're not necessarily strong. Maybe they're solid, but not like rock solid. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense uh, or helps differentiate what I'm trying to get across here, but. Um, my nutritionist is not going to be a great uh, weightlifting coach necessarily or a great track coach, mm. right? And my yeah. weightlifting coach might not be necessarily a great track coach or a great nutritionist. I might have a really good idea about nutrition, but compared to somebody who spent their lives na navigating, and this is why I think I want to use the word navigating, is because mm -hmm. they have spent 10 years kind of navigating the nutritional landscape better than I have. I might have a good idea, but they know all the kind of um, back roads and shortcuts, right? Like if I were to go and come and visit you, Lenny, where you live, I may have a good idea in terms of where you live in the city and, you know, how it works and this and that. But in terms of really knowing the city, knowing the back roads, where to go, where not to go, the places to avoid, you know, the places that are really good, where I can find like, you know, a really good meal and stuff like that. I don't know that too well. I can even look on, you know, a couple sites online and things like that. But when it comes to someone who actually knows the city, who lives in it, who spent years in the city, it's a lot different, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the way I look at it and the, what, the way that I, I approach it in terms of a, a team and your environment. It's other people who have kind of mapped out and, nav and yeah, mapped out the landscape and now can help you navigate it a lot better than you could uh, if you were by yourself. I love that. Just taking something that's a complex... Uh, idea and concept and just simplifying it into that metaphor of coming to a city that you don't know I think that's that really hits at home for me uh, personally just trying to think it through and um, you know just thinking about uh, a, a couple of things that you just made me think of after talking about that on the business side if you want to start a business or you have an idea for a new venture in a space that you might not have experience in say for example you know I'm an accountant and I have experience in tech, but I can't write any software mm. and I haven't spent a lot of time working in the hospitality industry, but yet I have um, a venture that's in the hospitality industry. That's a technology company. So, you know, if I knew everything about the hospitality industry and I could write all the software, you know, maybe the actual entrepreneurship side and the business side might not be as strong. Right. Yeah. So it's just building that team and getting the team in place where I think that's the biggest success factor to, you know, achieving the results that we want is getting that team on the bus, like you said, and, you know, having people that want to get to the same destination, but you need to make sure that there's not any major gaps that are missing. And, you know, over time, you'll need to add people to the team uh, that 
you know, might specialize in something that's more niche, but you didn't even realize that there was a need, or maybe uh, you didn't have the ability to, you know, create that need when you were at um, an earlier stage, but at a later stage, you might have multiple people that specialize just on that one core competency, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just about trying to figure out, okay, at the start, how can we get by with the team that we have and, you know, working towards getting to the point where we will need to bring on other um, people that are experts, not necessarily as um, employees or whatever, but just people who can help or mentors or advisors, but just filling all those competencies on, on your team. Uh, the other thing that I really, really firmly believe is surrounding yourself with a team that will not allow you to, um, you know, even if you're, uh, ha- if you get hurt in, in track or uh, maybe things aren't going quite as well business-wise as you were hoping, if you have the right team in place, they won't let you get too down on yourself. They'll kind of help pick you up and carry you across the finish yeah, line in, in a sense, right? I think that's what, what I always think about in terms of, okay, who are those four or five people that I'm going to surround myself with that, you know, will help pick me up when I'm down or, you know, vice versa. That's how I approach building a team is that not everybody has to be on the ball every time because we're all going to make mistakes. But as long as we're all, we all have the same vision, we all have the same goal, we all want to achieve the same thing. Maybe our visions might be a little bit different of how we get there. But as long as we're, uh, you know, all going in the same direction, I think that's where uh, we get the most success out of, you know, the people who we surround ourselves with. You know, it's interesting because I mentioned this to a lot of people too, in terms of training with different people. And I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, which is just like, it's a lot easier to persevere when everyone around you is persevering as well. And especially if you're persevering towards the same thing, when everybody is working towards a similar goal, let's say in this case of the Olympic games, if the vision is the same, you're going to put in the same amount of intensity and determination and, you know, whatever else there may be to get there. Right. And that rubs off on everyone around you who wants to go to that same destination. And just like you said, having people around you who can pick you up when you get down helps you to keep on going. Right. It it helps you to keep on going, especially if they want to go in that same direction. If they don't want to go in that same direction, they're not going to help you get back up because at the end of the day, they don't want to go there in the first place, right? (laughs) They want to go somewhere else. And so if you get down, they'll be like, oh man, that sucks. Good luck. But someone else who's trying to get there and wants you to get there as well um, is going to tell you, hey, get back up. Let's keep on going. We we have to make it to this destination. And so they're going to help you get there because they want to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about our audience here and the, the listeners, what ideas would you have for people who they might not have that team around them or, uh, you know, they're looking to get a team, like a really solid team around them in whatever field, whether it's athletics or entrepreneurship or otherwise. Yeah. What, what would be your tips for how to build that team or get into an environment like you're talking about um, for somebody that might not currently be there now? That's a really good question, Lenny. And I think it's one that even I'm still trying to figure out. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to figure it out uh, myself. Honestly, I'm thinking about what's a really good, how how would somebody start? I think it's really figuring out, man, figure out where you want to go first and why. 
Okay. And how does that relate to building a team? Okay. Or finding a team or getting the, in, into an environment with the team. If you know where you want to go and why you want to go there, it's going to help you to ask better questions. And when you're able to ask those questions, it's going to help you to get around an environment or around the people who have those answers in terms of getting to where you want to go. And if you're around a group of people who have the answers to get to where you want to go, well, now you're in a great environment. Hopefully that kind of makes sense if, for those who are listening. And so that's why I allude to like, you know, this book, Good to Great, really helped me to understand that a lot better because I don't necessarily, I didn't really have a really good understanding of that. But once I kind of figured out that, you know, at the end of the day, it's about people who want to go to the same destination you're going. And hmm. if you're able to ask questions of people and figure out, hey, where do you want to go? Or, hey, have you been here before? And once you kind of figure out that they don't want to go where you want to go or they haven't been there before, then you know that hmm, maybe I'm not in the right environment and I got to leave. Right. Or I got to figure out how to get into the right environment. And I think just by hmm. asking questions it kind of helps you to, the questions will lead you eventually to your answer, which will eventually lead you to your destination. Like you'll be asking people and you'll be like, oh no. And you realize mm, this person probably doesn't really know, or this person does. Okay. This is, seems to be a good environment. And then it may seem to be a good environment. And then you realize actually, no, there's not a good environment. And then you have to leave and get into another environment. Right. So you'll be, you'll be like, you might be um, environment hopping in, in a sense, I guess, but it's not a bad thing because you're trying to get to your destination at the end of the day. And I think that's where I tell somebody to start if they want to get there is figure out where you want to go first and then start asking questions and ask as many questions and ask deep questions and challenging questions, because I think that'll bring out in people either where they want to go, right, or if they have been there before themselves. And I, I love that. And and even like what we're talking about on the question side is I think it's a lot of asking yourself those hard questions and being honest with with yourself um but i completely agree like you have to figure out what you're trying to do first where you're trying to go and work your way backwards and figure out are the things that i'm currently doing now going to get me to where i'm trying to go yeah. because if they're not you either have to change what you're doing now or change where you're trying to get to yeah. it's really not that complicated right so I, I think a lot of people um you know they they say they want to do this or they want to do that um but their actions don't match their words and I, I think that's where a lot of it starts is just you know um and, and sometimes you need you need to ask for help and help you know other people that you can trust or, or on your team your um, parents your closest friends um, people you you can trust and be honest with, open and honest with, and honestly, people that just want to see you succeed and they just want the best for you. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to talk to them and talk to them about your visions, your goals, like what you're trying to do. And ultimately, you have to figure out is what you know the thing that I'm wanting to achieve, or you know maybe it's. Um, uh, a vision script of, okay, what, what do I want my life to look like in three to five years and work backwards that way? Or whether it's like, you know, trying to make the Olympics or uh, create a successful business. It, it's all about, you know, just making sure that ultimately you're going to be 
um, doing things that are going to fulfill you. And, you know, you don't want to be just making goals to achieve something because a goal itself might not actually fulfill you, but the process along the way, the people who you're around with and just what you achieve, I, I think uh, is what will ultimately be fulfilling. And um, I think so many people are pursuing things that are not making them happy and are not, uh, you know, giving them uh, internal joy and, and happiness. And I think that's really what we should be pursuing with our, our goals is just making sure that um, ultimately they're going to uh, make us, make us happy. And, and, you know, sometimes we're not going to achieve our goals due to various circumstances, whether it's getting hurt, um, maybe you blow a hamstring before the week before the uh, Olympics or the Olympic trials, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's hard. You can't really qualify <laughs> in that case. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe at a big, uh, big project that, or a big client that the deal fell through at the last minute and, you know, the business just collapses, like those things will happen, but you have to make sure that, and I mean, you have to put yourself out there sometimes and you have to take a risk, but you also got to make sure that, okay, if it doesn't work out, what is my life going to look like in, in, in that sense, but not necessarily planning for that, but just making sure that the other areas of your life are strong um, so that if, you know, your goals are kind of just on a, the same path and, and you can um, just lean on, on your circle along the way and they'll help get you through it because you can't do it by ourselves. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Another thing I think to note in there too, is like part of achieving anything is the process of achieving it. Even if you don't achieve it, I think the person who you become in the process is part of the achievement at the mm. end of the day, right? In terms of what you are trying to achieve. I know that sounds kind of circular and kind of like out there, but- <laughs> oh, That's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> but like, yeah. but like you know, um, that's, I, I think that's, I think that's part of the entire process, even of finding the right people, because they're gonna end up, you're gonna end up being formed and shaped to become somebody who can achieve that thing, right? If you already achieved your, what you wanted to achieve or were already at your destination, you would be there already. I know that sounds kind of weird, but you'd be there already. And since you're not there, then technically you're not somebody who can do that. And so you have to become somebody who can do that. And the people who you surround yourself with will help you to become somebody who can do that and somebody who can go there, somebody who has a mindset to be able to achieve that, somebody who has the skills to be able to achieve that, somebody who's able to network in a certain way to be able to achieve that, right? And so the person who you're becoming now is part of the achievement because now that person can Hope, uh, technically go out and achieve those things or you know maybe something even greater right and so mm -hmm. i think that's that's part of the the journey and your circle and the people who you have around you so important like you said on on that journey and and not getting caught up in the in in the destination necessarily itself but just allowing yourself to experience the process and realizing that you know nothing at the end of the day is perfect at all right um but the people who you have around you might be perfect quote unquote, in terms of helping you to become that person who you want to become. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, on the what we were kind of touching on before in terms of how to build that team, or, you know, if you're wanting to, uh, you know, that you need a change in, in some sense, I think, sometimes, um, it, you, you know, you don't need to change the whole plan, it might just be one small piece, or maybe you only need really one area that requires a change on, on your plan. 
And uh, sometimes you might be, uh, maybe you've uh, been working with the same uh, physio or consultant or, you know, anybody for a long time and, and you feel like your relationship would be severed if, um, you know, if whether it's athletics or in business, whether you're not actually working together anymore. But I think that um, once you can get past that concern over that relationship being severed, I think people generally can really respect you if you're able to be honest with them. Hmm. And if, if things aren't working out, um, it's better to discuss. And obviously, like you're, you don't just got to keep like moving around and trying new people all the time. But like, if something, if you've get, if you've given it a real shot and it's still not working out, you really got to analyze it and ask yourself those tough questions hmm. and have that tough conversation. Because I think oftentimes con- those tough conversations that should have been had at the start or before. Uh, you know, you get involved in a new environment or working with somebody, oftentimes those conversations get missed and they end up happening later down the road and things usually don't work out nearly as good. You got to have those conversations and just have those tough conversations at the start. And you know what? Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes Mm. it's going to hurt and the conversation won't go the way you were thinking, but it's better to have that at the start or before then, you know, six months, a year, two years in, and you realize the business partnership isn't going to work or the coaching environment isn't going to work, right? 100%, man. Yeah. I think even for myself, this is probably an area where I could do a lot better. I'm not going to even lie. I think like, it's just, it's so true. It, it, it'll save you so much time, right? And it is painful and no one wants to experience and go through pain. Like who wants to do that? Like, that's not fun. That's not something that's on my list of things to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you don't I'm have like, a pain list? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think anybody does, right? But it's needed. Like, it needs to happen, right? Those those are conversations. Those are, um, yeah, like, we have to go through those experiences. And I think, like you said, you have to be very careful when you get into an environment. Because, like we kind of alluded to and mentioned, like, that environment is going to help you to become or get to where you want to go. And if you're not willing to put yourself in a situation where you might experience a little pain, but that pain will save you years or time from doing the wrong things or going in the wrong direction, then it's worth it. It's not something that you are looking forward to, but it's something that you'll be grateful that you did at the end of the day. And yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. And it's tough stuff too, right? Like it's, I think it's, also easy to fall into that grass is greener on the other side yeah pitfall and it, it's it's really tough because i think a lot of people don't realize that you know like the day-to-day stuff it's not always going to be that exciting no matter <laughs> where you are i mean and i always like to use the example of like living in a different city like there's probably in, in north america any major city that's over let's say a hundred thousand people is going to have most of the main stores that you need, it's going to have most of the main things that you need. But you know, some cities might have more sports or uh, maybe your family's in a certain city. But at the end of the day, like people I, I find are always wanting to like get out of where they are and into a new environment when sometimes we just need to be more grateful for the environment that we do have and the, mm. the people that we do have in our lives and not try and rely on, you know, one or two people to be everything to us and, and trying to like, 
rely on them for so many things instead of, um, you know, having a, a more robust community and people around us to, you know, go to for different things. And I think one thing that it's, it's a give and take too, right? We can't always just be taking, taking, taking and not giving and being that person to other people too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. Once we become, you know, knowledgeable or become an expert in a certain field, I think it's our responsibility to try and be that person to other people and, and help uh, use what we know to help other people achieve their goals. And it's like a kind of a circle of life, right? Just kind of we learn something, give back, and we've had people that have poured into us, and we need to start pouring into other people too. And I think that give and take relationship is so important because that pendulum can swing too far on both ends. And uh, you know, if it's too much giving or too much taking, I think it's a balance of you know maybe you're very involved in doing things, but are they ultimately fulfilling you and making you happy in your life? Because if they're not, it's not necessarily that you might be doing the wrong things or being around the wrong people. But it, you just have to, I think it's all about balance. 100%. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. How would you um, engage in or how do you engage in those tough conversations? Let's say for yourself, if you're um, about to start something, start like a, you know, a new venture or something like that. How do you have those tough conversations uh, with, I guess, potential partners or employees or anything like that? I think it's really important to first figure out exactly what you're wanting or what it is you're looking for. And I mean, sometimes it's just better to even write it out and just put it on paper and say like, okay, what is it that I'm looking for exactly? And whether it's, um, you know, in a business relationship or whatever, and then figure out, okay, what are some real risks or concerns out of this situation? I find that a lot of it is just making sure that you're on the same page. Because if I'm thinking Mm -hmm. X and they're thinking Y, even though we might have you know, we're thinking that we're on the same path, our, our visions or our goals didn't actually line up. So I think it's just figuring out exactly what, what it is that you're looking for or wanting, and then making sure that you're on the same page. Just think three months, six months, one year down the road, if this happens, or if this happens, what would we do in that case? And you don't have to agree on everything, but like, there should be some major things. Like if For example, if um, we know a business is going to need additional capital, you need to make sure that everybody involved knows that there's additional capital needed for the business, right? You don't want to do like a huge cash call and some people were expecting it and some people weren't. So it's just having those conversations early on, just saying like, are, are we all on the same page here? And it actually helps bring everybody together. And I mean, you can just imagine the pain or disagreements that would happen had that conversation not happened, right? To simplify it, figure out exactly what it is you want or what you're looking for and think three months, six months, one year, two years down the road and what you would want things to look like and what your expectations are. Hmm. I think the expectations are so important because that's one thing that can really be missed and just putting it down in detail about exactly what it is that you're asking them to do or what you're expecting them to do in the future. Because maybe it might be different in a year from now than it is right now. But yeah, that's how I approach situations like that. That's good. Making sure that both sides are clear on exactly what it is that you are expecting or exactly where it is, you know, that you want to go or exactly what it is that you want to do and ensuring that both sides are clear on that. Because I think that clarity, like you said, at the end of the day will bring so much 
or will bring a lot less stress in the future. Like you said, when you're looking six months, 12 months, five years into the future. So that's really good. I like that. This is part two of our six part series where we're just discussing the ties and similarities between high performance and entrepreneurship. Be sure to tune into our next episode where we'll be talking more about getting comfortable being uncomfortable and how that can play a big part in your success. Be sure to keep up to date on our next episode and also make sure to follow our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. Other platforms are coming soon. Links will be provided in the description. And also be sure to add myself and uh, Segun on social media. Those links will also be provided in the description. Until next time, this is Segun and Lenny signing off.